Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Hi, welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain, and my guest today is Jamie Lerner. She's a co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You, which can put a fresh spin on just about anything that anyone wants to throw at her. Her unique and masterful ability to reframe even the most difficult situations is astounding. Oh, I can't wait to talk to her. All of a sudden, your biggest nightmare becomes your greatest pleasure as she lovingly helps you sift through the contrast and find the small opening of light that quickly becomes your greatest jumping off point for clarity. Unassuming, reassuring, and seemingly without any sense of ego, Jamie is able to put everyone and everything at ease. She is an asset to any corporate or leadership setting. She is easily able to untangle the issues at hand and move right along into helping facilitate a solution-based platform for creative, productive, good-feeling collaboration and change. She can most often be seen working with adults, teens, children, and couples, as well as small groups. She never positions herself as an expert of anything and always reminding you that it is you who knows best for yourself always. I love that. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you so much for inviting me. I love it when we can look at some of the most difficult situations and see the positives and things. So share with us how you got to this point of writing your book and helping people, because I find that most people have had a journey somewhere along the way that's led them to do what they do today. Yes, I think that's really true. Um, so for me, I was born with a knowing, but I think we all are. And then just kind of the contrast of everyday life, we tend to get further and further away from our uh, inner knowing, inner being. But for me, I um, knew very young for myself. And uh, the issue was that I didn't have a connection with my mom. So I spent half my life trying to figure out how could I be so connected to myself and yet be so disconnected from the person that brought me into this world. And um, I was always fascinated with psychology. I went to college and studied psychology, went to graduate school, got my master's in social work, and then had a private practice and was doing psychotherapy with people. However, I felt as if I wasn't really helping people in a way that I could because we were continually asking clients to look back. And they began to use that excuse of looking back as their very excuse not to move forward. So I scrapped that, traveled, studied, and now I do something very different. It is the integrative approach to well-being, and I assist people in assisting themselves in getting to where they are, to where they want to be. 
I love that. I love that because we have a tendency from fear, anxiety, resistance to get really stuck in things. And, you know, I can, I can say that from a personal perspective, even though I'm a spiritual leader, there's a human aspect to all of us in this experience. And I think from time to time, we all get stuck or freeze up or frozen. And, you know, we know what to do for some of us, but we still, every once in a while, need somebody to go, come on, snap out of it. You know, you know how to move through this, right? And so I love that you see the positive. So in your bio or in the topics to talk about, one of the ones I really wanted to talk about is how we connect between our thoughts and our feelings to create that balance. Because I believe if your thoughts aren't aligned with your emotions, it is hard for you to get energy moving because there's a disconnect. It's almost like you got two things going on. So talk to us about your perspective of creating those thoughts and emotions to create balance. So first of all, I think that's called alignment. And I think when we are in alignment, then whatever it is that we are choosing to do from that place, it's always successful. However, I think a lot of us do not take the time to ask ourselves, first of all, what we're thinking about. We have the monkey chatter and it is kind of like running us. And when we can stop and pause and really pay attention to that monkey chatter and quiet it, then I think we're in a better position to understand that we can control our thoughts, choose what we're going to think about, and then also choose how we're going to feel about what we're going to think because literally what we think about is what we get. And most people all day long are thinking about what they don't want and what do they have? They have what they don't want. So how, <laughs> how can we stop, pause, take a moment and really create a more conscious, loving conversation with ourselves in terms of what are we thinking about and how are we wanting to feel about those thoughts, because that's always a choice. Um, that's something people don't exactly believe. They believe that <laughs> it's what everyone else is saying to them that is creating the feelings. But no, nobody can make you feel anything. We can choose to allow ourselves to be um, triggered by the entire universe and never get anywhere with ourselves, or we can understand that we are in control of only two things, what we think about and what we're choosing to feel about what we think about. And the thing is, no one can do that for us. We can only do this for ourselves. Well, and I find sometimes, I think some of us get the concept, but it's not always easy to do because we've had years and years of that programming that's running through our thoughts. So what would you tell someone that's like, okay, how do I do this? How do I be more consistent? What are some of the things that you suggest? Because I know sometimes that's not always easy when you're emotional in that process of shifting all that. Um, I think it's really helpful when we can sit with ourselves for five minutes at the beginning of every day, whatever that beginning is, time-wise, and really um, 
listen to the things that we're saying to ourselves about ourselves. And then we should really just throw ourselves on the floor hysterically laughing because <laughs> nobody would ever talk to another person the way we speak to ourselves. We're very unkind. We're very judgmental. And most of it, 99% of it is not even true. So I think that we need to use a little levity when approaching this because it could feel very big, but it doesn't have to. So how can we have a more gentle, conscious, loving conversation with ourselves about ourselves? And that goes a long way. Right? I, I appreciate that starting the first five minutes. You know, I think too, just pausing throughout the day sometimes helps just to pause and connect into what's happening inside of yourself and around you, right? Because we get all caught up in these storms. <clears throat> and I teach even my students, we don't realize a lot of times what we're saying and thinking in our heads as we move through the day. And you're right, we're very unkind with ourselves. We would never say those things to anyone else. <laughs> well, at least not out loud. <laughs> <laughs> right? But we'll definitely do that to ourselves. And, you know, our, you know, it creates kind of this anxiety and fear and all this. And, you know, I believe like you do that um, we create our reality through our thoughts and our emotions. Um but when something's really happening in our lives, um, it can be difficult. And I'll share a little bit about me right now. We are going through some big changes at my center where we're down closing our store, our retail side, and we're moving in to be really focused on education. And that's come because COVID has really shifted how people shop where they go. And so they're not going out and shopping in stores. Now for me, I've birthed this center and this business. So it's very emotional now. And still as in a spiritual leader, you kind of have to pause many times throughout the day and go, okay, emotionally, what are you doing? You're not closing your whole business. You're just shifting the focus to be more here. But the personal side of us there's fear and anxiety and change is hard and difficult, right? For us to move through that. And believe it or not, the first few days, I was an emotional basket case for making this decision. I think that's our personal way of releasing some of that. But then we've got to stop and breathe through it and go, you know, you're really okay. It's really going to be okay. It's just going to be different. But it's not always easy for us to move through change. And we just have to be kind and compassionate, I think, with ourselves. And I'm sure there's lots of people right now and have been for the last several years moving through lots of change because the world's not the same as it was four or five years ago. Have you found that, Jamie, with the folks that you're working with as they move through some of the changes that are happening in their lives? You know, I think that it's all about change right now. It's even moment to moment. So, but you clearly have found a great way to reframe, you know, this change for you and your business. And, and I think that that's what we have to embrace is that we have the option of looking at it differently 
in a way that we can feel better about inevitably what we're going to be doing regardless. <laughs> and <Sometimes>. give ourselves <laughs> permission to be emotional. But the thing that I see a lot is people feel that they're a victim to change. And that I think is not correct. I don't think that we're a victim to anything. I think that we have some choices that we can make about things that we are either doing or going to be doing. And one of those choices is to be an emotional basket case. So when we take responsibility, personal responsibility and say, for the next three days, I'm going to allow myself to be an emotional basket case. Then I'm going to take a few breaths, regroup and look at this in a way that really will serve the whole reason I'm doing it. And I applaud that because that is stepping into our personal power. And I think it's important that... <clears throat> at least from my perspective, if we bury our emotions, if we ignore that we're hurting or sad or disappointed, I think that gets stuck in our physical body. I'm always telling my husband, I have to release it, but I have to have a safe place to release it. And I also have to have, I, I need to make sure that I limit it, that I don't get stuck in that emotional basket case for days, weeks, months, you want to, you want to kind of set your boundaries of it's okay right now to cry and weep and be upset and angry and go through all those emotions because that's the human perspective, but I can't stay in this. It's time to move through it and get to the other side but I also don't want to swallow it. We have a tendency to swallow our words, our thoughts, our emotions into our body, which creates all kinds of other problems. We have to have an opportunity to release, but we also have to reset and move through it. It's that victim. We can get so stuck in that, that yeah. we can't see the other side. And I've seen so many clients that are beautiful people, but they've been stuck in that victim energy for years, not just days, weeks, months, years, and they don't know anything else. Well, unfortunately, this society rewards the victim. And that's hard because when you're used to getting so much attention from telling your story about being the biggest victim ever, then you don't know how to shift out of that. But if you check in with yourself as you're telling that story, it probably isn't feeling good. And then it probably isn't feeling good as you're living it. So there are some choices that we could make to kind of even make a, a small and gentle uh, shift into something that feels a little better. Even if it's just the tone of the story. But yeah. So share with so, us a tough one. It is a tough one because I, some people, honestly, I don't think they know they're in that victim energy. They've lived in it for so long that they don't see it, hear it, realize that they are. And a lot of people around them that are really positive or moving through life won't stay around for very long, right? They kind of move away from some of the victim energy, right? And then they feel all alone too. So then, you know, being alone and being in that victim energy, but they don't understand. And sometimes when you're trying to help somebody see that that's what they're 
working and dealing with, again, there's choices and they choose not to believe or see that because it's comfortable, right? It's the people that want to make a change and move forward that are able to move through it. Um, but it's always sad. So talk to me about your book that you're co-authored and I'd love to hear some more okay. about it. So the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You was written um, and it's in many ways a tribute to my mom because um, I really feel that my connection with myself was my lifeline. And so she really helped me by being who she was, who was a very disconnected person from herself, which she had no idea she was. <laughs> um, really helped me um, just uh, maintain and blossom into the person that I am, which is a really great example of using something that maybe in our past we thought was um, a deficit or a problem or detrimental to us into something that becomes our superpower. And I think that happens all the time for people that whatever it is that they have gone through in the past with the people that they have gone through it with, that at some point we can look back and really say thank you to those people with a lot of appreciation because without those situations, we would never have become the powerful, amazing people that we are today. So um, anyway, so my mom, um, when she, uh, she was a very sick with scleroderma and they intubated her and I sat with her for five days um, in the ICU. And when I did, I really felt all of her love flow through to me. And I really thought like, oh my goodness, like this is the beginning of our mother and daughter relationship. It was just unbelievable. And then she transitioned. And I realized that we cannot have a connection with others unless we are first and foremost connected to ourselves. That every single relationship that we go on to have with another comes from the connection and relationship that we form with ourselves first. So it has to be self-service first. So this book is just like tips and tricks and how to connect and reconnect with ourselves in a loving way throughout our day, every day. I love that. I love that. Because <clears throat> we talk a lot about self-love, self-care, self-nurture, understanding ourselves. We have to love ourselves before we can love somebody else. <clears throat> and a lot of people are like, no, no, I'm going to love outside. And it takes a long time to learn. It starts here before it moves, you know, outside, before you can really have great, healthy relationships, whether that's friendships, coworkers, partners, family, whatever that is, you got to first have a great relationship with yourself because you're part of this connection, right? So I love, I love that piece that you're, that you're sharing. You also had here the magic of moving through the world with a point of view without judgment. <clears throat> Talk to us a little bit about that. So when we are in judgment of others, it's projection. It means really we're judging ourselves. If we could catch ourselves in a moment judging another person and then laugh about it and then ask ourselves, what is it in this moment that we are not happy with, with ourselves? 
it would be really helpful because when we are judgmental of others and ourselves, it doesn't feel good. So that becomes an opportunity every moment because mostly we're looking outside of ourselves and have commentary about other people, people we don't know, people we'll never meet, we have opinions about, it's like insane. Like <laughs> we know it's better for other people. And actually, no, we don't know anything about what's better for anybody except ourselves. So the idea to be in that place where you're gentle and loving and accepting of yourself, your eye becomes much kinder when you are looking outside. And that becomes a really nice way to move about the world. You know, you're not judging yourself and you're not judging other people. You're not questioning yourself because you know for yourself what is best for you, which means you're allowing other people the same courtesy. It's none of our business what other people are doing. It is our business what we're doing. I love that. I love that. I think that's, I think that's great. I wish more of the world would be that way. And we're also human. Sometimes we have to catch ourselves doing that. You know, it pops in every once in a while and you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where's this? What is this about? Where does this come from? Why are we doing this? So I, I love that perspective. So thanks for sharing that with us. Jamie, do you work with clients today? Do, do people have the ability to kind of work with you one-on-one -on -one or what do you offer besides your beautiful book? So I have a website and on that website is all the information about all the services that I offer. And the way to work with me is that people go on the website and they buy a block of time. And then they tell me how much time they think they want to use for the initial session or for sessions after that. Because I think that people know what they need for themselves. I don't know what you need for you. You know what you need for you. And most people are not used to hearing that. So you have to um, step into a place of personal responsibility, first and foremost, to work with me, which is wonderful because you do have all the power. I also have a service called the Quickie, lovely texting option. So people buy a baggage of time and they text with me and then I text back with them. And then they have this ongoing transcript and they, lo and behold, begin to understand that they had all the answers for themselves all along and they just use me as a conduit. So that's a great service. Plus it also sidesteps some of the emotion because I think that when we're texting, that everything has to be a little bit abbreviated. We can't go on and on and on and on and on. So we're a little bit more focused on where we are and what we think in that moment is the issue. So yeah, that's... Um, I love that's that. <laughs> I love that. We will put her website throughout the video so that you can check out Jamie's website and her book. And Jamie, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure to chat with you and to connect with you. Thank you for listening to our show. I hope you'll follow, subscribe on one of our channels. And I hope that we'll see you again in the future on one of our shows or at our center. Have a magical week. And I hope 
that you have a great, great day. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love the show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.